Welcome to Creative Biolabs. 100% of the effort, 100% of the service. As a dynamic contract research organization, we are based in New York and serve the whole world. Our seasoned scientists are skilled in antibody discovery, antibody engineering, and biomanufacturing solutions. Hello, Sony. It's great to have you here today to share your knowledge on ADCs. So what do you think is the future direction of ADC development? Thanks for inviting me. In 2008, there was a new approach utilizing site-specific conjugation of cytotoxic drugs to antibodies. This has largely become the consensus approach recently in the ADC community. I think the site-specific antibody drug conjugates would be the next stage in the evolution of ADCs. Some of its characteristics, like the enhanced in vivo stability, potent anti-tumor efficacy and favorable toxicology profiles, make site-specific ADCs an attractive option for treating cancer patients. The well-defined structure provides a base for further optimization, through structure-property relationship. So yes, I believe that site-specific ADC technologies will be the future direction of ADCs. Could you help us better understand, what a site-specific ADCs is? Yeah. Site-specific ADCs are created through conjugating cytotoxic drugs to specific sites on antibodies. This can result in a homogeneous population of ADCs with a well-defined drug-antibody ratio, and site of conjugation. Well, as we all know, the ADCs consist of three parts, antibody, payload, and linker. Which part is essential for site-specific ADCs? Has to be the antibody. To be more exact, a monoclonal antibody. Yep, I agree with you. Can you then give us a brief introduction on monoclonal antibodies? Sure. Monoclonal antibodies are an important modality in the treatment of various diseases including cancer. They selectively bind to specific proteins, and can be used to diagnose and treat cancer patients, by utilizing several mechanisms of action. Monoclonal antibodies can bind to the extracellular domain of tyrosine kinase receptors, and inhibit vital signal transduction pathways, which inhibit tumor growth. They can bind to receptors or ligands, involved in tumor angiogenesis and inhibit the formation of blood vessels, thus starving the tumor. They can be used to recruit the immune system, using their ADCC and CDC functionality, to kill antigen-expressing tumor cells. Wow! I see they are really useful as therapeutic agent. I am very curious now how they work in ADCs. Right. As you may already know, cytotoxic small molecule chemotherapeutic drugs are commonly used to treat many types of cancers. But these drugs are toxic to both cancerous and normal cells, which would result in unwanted and often debilitating side effects. To maximize the effectiveness of these chemotherapeutic drugs, and minimize the unwanted side effects, the drugs should be selectively delivered to tumors. Fortunately, monoclonal antibodies can be used to block the immune checkpoints, to break the tolerance of our immune system towards cancer. Finally, cytotoxic payloads can be conjugated to antibodies to create ADCs, which can selectively deliver cytotoxic payloads to tumors to inhibit tumor growth. And in 1906, Paul Ehrlich, a German physician first described the concept of a magic bullet, where a toxin is selectively delivered to tumors. And this concept can be transformed into, today's antibody drug conjugates.
A magic bullet, that's a great metaphor. So, it sounds like ADC should have a lot of advantages, over small molecule chemotherapeutic agents? Generally speaking, ADCs are actually tumor-targeting monoclonal antibodies, that are covalently attached to cytotoxic chemotherapeutic drugs, using conventional conjugation methodologies, which utilizes cysteines from reduced interchain disulfide bonds, or surface-exposed lysines. Unlike small molecule chemotherapeutic agents, generally ADCs are not transported across cell membrane into cells in the absence of a cell surface antigen. After giving to patients, the ADC will deliver the cytotoxic drugs directly to the antigen-expressing tumors, and spare the normal non-antigen-expressing tissues. Okay, I get it. So ADCs is superior to small molecule chemotherapeutic agents. But now we also have the site-specific ADCs. When compared to conventional ADCs, what advantages do these site-specific ADCs have? Conventional ADCs have an average DAR of 4, and are created through conjugation to solvent-exposed lysines and cysteines, after reduction of the interchain disulfide bonds. For a commonly used immunoglobulin G1 antibody, there are over 70 solvent-exposed lysines, and 8 cysteines for interchain disulfide bonds. This results in a large population of heterogeneous ADCs, with a distribution of drugs that range from 0 to 8 per antibody, and undefined sites of conjugation. In addition, preclinical data from testing of site-specific ADC suggests that they are better in improving the therapeutic index. First, site-specific conjugation provides a molecule with well-defined structure, which is a starting point for the optimization of any molecule through a structure-property relationship. A truly meaningful structure-property relationship capability brought in by site-specific ADCs, will accelerate the evolution of ADC technology toward more desirable therapeutic properties. Second, site-specific ADCs tend to be more stable than conventional ADCs in vivo. The number of drugs conjugated to an antibody, has an impact on the rate of in vivo clearance. ADCs with higher drug loading are cleared faster from circulation than ADCs with lower drug loads. And third, based on preclinical research, site-specific ADCs have better or equivalent in vivo anti-tumor efficacy, and lower toxicity than the conventional ones. Thus potentially resulting in a widened therapeutic index. And last but not least, site-specific ADCs have a homogeneous and well-defined DAR. The typical DAR is 2, and higher DARs are achievable. The homogeneous DAR simplifies the characterization of the ADCs for the production. So to conclude, preclinical toxicology and anti-tumor efficacy studies suggest that, site-specific ADCs will have an improved therapeutic index compared to conventional ADCs. That's a lot of advantages. Then, where is the development of this wonderful site-specific ADC technologies now? Site-specific conjugation technology can be categorized into four groups. 1. Genetic engineered cysteine or selenocysteine residues. 2. Incorporation of non-natural amino acids containing reactive functional groups. 3. Enzymatic modification. And 4 other emerging technologies such as rebridging interchain disulfide bonds, and photoactive protein. All of these methods result in site-specific conjugation, 
but there are several differences between these methods, including the requirement for genetic modification of antibodies, the use of enzymes for conjugation, and the conjugation site number and locations. These four groups of methods all sound very different. Can you tell us more details? What is the genetic engineered cysteine or selenocysteine residues? Well, genetic engineered cysteine or selenocysteine residues is conjugation using natural amino acids. And you might have guessed from the names, they include engineered cysteines and selenocysteine. The engineered cysteine conjugation technology is based on introducing the extra cysteine residues using site-directed mutagenesis onto predetermined sites to allow site-specific conjugation without interrupting antibody structure and function. Selenocysteine is a naturally existing proteinogenic amino acid that presents in a wide number of species as a component of selenoproteins. It is very similar to the classical cysteine amino acid but contains a selenium atom in place of the sulfur atom. The selenolate group makes selenocysteine more reactive to electrophilic moieties, in acidic conditions pH 5.2, than its classic counterpart cysteine. This chemical property is therefore used to selectively conjugate maleamide, or iodoacetamide, containing agents to the antibodies with genetically engineered selenocysteine. Are there any challenges associated with conjugation? using natural amino acids? Definitely. For example, one common challenge with the engineered cysteine conjugation technology is that, the introduced cysteines can pair intramolecularly with native cysteines, to create improper disulfide bonds, resulting in disulfide bond shuffling and possibly protein inactivation. Fortunately, to overcome the challenges of disulfide shuffling, Phage Eliasa for selection of reactive thiols was developed to identify proper sites on antibodies, in which the cysteine substitution is unlikely to react with other intra-antibody cysteines, so that MAB structure and its function will be maintained. Well, that is good to know. Then, what does incorporation of non-natural amino acids containing reactive functional groups mean? That means conjugation using non-natural amino acids. Site-specific incorporation of non-natural amino acids into proteins provide invaluable tools for biomedical research, as well as promising solutions for creating effective therapeutics. Incorporating non-natural amino acid residues with a reactive handle is a strategy that allows for site-specific chemical conjugation, leading to ADC products with strictly controlled DAR values and substantially improved serum stability compared to the conventional conjugation technologies. The main challenge for the non-natural amino acid approach is the lower antibody expression yields relative to wild-type antibodies. What about enzymatic modification? The use of enzymes to catalyze the ligation of a drug to an antibody is another strategy being explored for use in site-specific conjugation. In this approach, one of the enzyme ligation substrates either a short peptide sequence or a carbohydrate moiety, is engineered to a specific site on an antibody. In the presence of respective enzyme and antibody, the second enzyme substrate linked to cytotoxic drug is ligated to the antibody. Multiple enzymatic platforms such as glycotransferase, transglutaminase and sordis, are actively explored and appear to have promising results. At present, Enzymes commonly used for enzymatic ligations include 
glycotransferase, bacterial transglutaminase, formoglycine generating enzyme and so on. You have mentioned food groups, of site-specific conjugation techniques. Are there more? Yes, of course. Rebridge of reduced interchain disulfide bonds of a native antibody and photoactive protein Z, are also useful technologies. Cysteine rebridging is a recently developed strategy, to improve the control of the DAR and reduce the heterogeneity of ADCs. This method takes advantage of bisulfone reagents that undergo bisalkylation, to conjugate both thiols of the two cysteine residues, that were obtained through the reduction of native disulfide bonds. Protein Z binds to the antibody's FC domain, but the binding is noncovalent, thus reversible. Great to learn that so many methods are been developed to continue to improve ADCs. Thank you for sharing your insight today. From your introduction, we have learned a lot more about site-specific ADCs. It's really a pleasure to chat with you today. But it's about time that we have to finish this podcast. Can you conclude for us on today's topic, site-specific ADCs? Yes, it is my pleasure as well. Looking forward, increasing the therapeutic index remains a major challenge for ADC therapeutics. The development of ADC therapeutics continues to evolve and improve. To design ADC therapeutics, we need to address five aspects simultaneously, namely target selection, antibody technology, cytotoxic drug optimization, linker design and antibody conjugation methodology development. The recent wave of technology development has increased the number of site-specific conjugation methodologies and ADCs. Site-specific ADCs addressed some of the off-target toxicity issues through improved in vivo stability of ADC, which eliminates the premature release of the cytotoxic payload. With the improved precision in ADC drug design, we are able to conduct medicinal chemistry-like research on protein conjugates. Site-specific ADCs will serve as a new starting point for the future rounds of ADC technology evolution, to further improve anti-tumor efficacy and increase safety. Although challenges remain, the future of ADCs is very promising. I really believe that there will be more breakthroughs in the future.